Um, I went to um, see uh, Theo, my youngest, in his um, school play this week. Um, I, if your parents or your teachers or whatever, you'll be familiar with the infant school um, play. And uh, Theo is just four. He started school in September. Um, and uh, uh, he was quite nervous. And um, I went to see um, the performance and... Um, it's quite a big deal, isn't it? You know, being that age, standing up in front of a whole group of people. Um, and he had to do this dance. And um, he was a sunshine. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, anyway, so he had to, had to do this dance. And um, the point was that he was quite nervous and quite anxious about it. And he was aware that he had to do the right stuff. And he, there was a sense of he was kind of enjoying it, but actually he was really conscious of the steps, staying in time with the other children, um, going in the right direction, um, not wanting to look silly in front of a whole load of people. And as he sat there, he suddenly spotted me. And his face changed. He went from being quite anxious and a bit scared to actually knowing that it was all right because I just had this great big smile on my face and gave him a thumbs up and um and he then gave me a thumbs up even though it wasn't part of the dance <laughs> um, and he just got on with it and he got on with enjoying it and I just love what Marshall um said a moment ago about this the sense of you know, we, we can see the sky, the stars, we can see the bigness of God, and then we realize that he's our dad. And our circumstance changes because we realize he's with us in the circumstance. Do you know what I mean? We're not alone anymore. He is with us. And um, it just really impacted me, in, you know, in that moment with him. But um, I wanted to share it because last week when I preached, um, I had a lot to say, <laughs> a lot to share. And I don't want to do that this week because I feel like what I want to do is give us time to respond um, to God. So um, very briefly, I'll just recap what I said last week. Um, this will be incredibly brief. Um, and, uh, and then go on with what I feel like God is, is, is leading us into, really. Um, so you may remember last week um, we looked at the Mary and Martha story. Um, I really picked up on it. I know it's a very familiar story, but the reason I picked up on it was because I do feel, um, as Paul, I think, said earlier on, that we, in our society, um, culturally in our society, and I think even spiritually, there is a thing around busyness and pressure and stress, stress, hello, Miss Money Penny, um, uh, stress, um, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, anxiety. The number of people who I speak to who struggle with anxiety and anxiety related illnesses, it's, it, it's not funny, actually. There are so many of us, even sitting in this room. And so this is a giant in our land, isn't it? David faced the giant of Goliath. Um, we, too, are experiencing giants in our land, and this is one of them. And I believe that we're called to amazing things as a group of people. Um, if you're sitting here this morning, I believe you are called to amazing stuff. Um, even if I've not met you before, um, even if you're just dipping your toe in the water of what faith looks like, what God might look like, um, or what this church might look like, I believe that we are called to amazing things. And um, however, we're going to fall at the first hurdle if we don't slay this giant. Now, the joy of Christmas is that 
Jesus is with us, isn't he? Emmanuel, God is with us. And I just feel something really on that this year of us recognizing his nearness. So with the Mary and Martha story, Martha knew that there were um, that Jesus was there, but she carried on with what she was doing. She carried on with the job. With Mary, she realized that life was more about life with him than life for him. Yeah? And the encouragement to Martha was for her to, um, to hear that same message. And actually, the story doesn't go on to say, well, how did Martha respond then? But I bet she responded well. Um, and uh, we need that, don't we, from time to time? We need that encouragement. Now, the thing is, with the incarnation, we actually get to encounter something that's even more precious, even better than just one evening at the feet of Jesus. Because, as I said last week, at some point, Mary had to go home, um, or Jesus had to leave if that was Mary's home. There, there was a separation that took place we never get to experience that. We never have to experience that because Jesus is now forever God with us. And we now, because we believe in him, are forever with him. We are with God. And we lose sight of that often, I think. And part of this whole thing for us, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to crack a load of stuff open around this this morning, which is why I'm just going to talk for these few moments, is there is a change for us to experience to come into this reality of finally laying to rest this notion of a kind of a schizophrenic God of he's, he's with us and then he's not with us. He's with us, he's not with us. We, we sing amazing worship songs, but some of our worship songs lead us down some slightly loose theology around the presence of God. And I do absolutely believe in the external sense of the presence of God coming, um, the Shekinah glory thing. I absolutely get that. Um, Me and Adrian have seen, physically seen, a cloud of God's glory come into the room. We've seen that with our own eyes, caught on video. I get that. I absolutely understand that. And I believe that the presence of God can come physically like that into a place. And he does. And I believe we experience that week after week when we gather together. But I also absolutely am convinced that Jesus came to, to be God with us, to be Emmanuel forever. Yeah? And so in the incarnation, Jesus comes through his death and his resurrection. We are caught up with him through the ascension. We are taken up into heavenly places. And so we sit forever at the right hand of God in Christ. That's the place of our identity. That's where we live. And it's so vital that we work this one into our everyday lives. Um, Um, last week I had, um, can I just say, actually, um, one thing I d- didn't say last week on the back of worship songs. Um, I'm so appreciative for Chris Spring. Um, I don't know if he's in the room. Um, oh, there he is. Um, Chris has got an amazing gift with words, hasn't he, and music. And I'm so grateful for his worship songs because th- there, are not many, um, <laughs> there are not many songwriters today who are writing from this perspective, who are, are literally 
living out this message of, of our union with Christ, of his nearness to us and the difference that that makes. And um, so I'm so appreciative for what Chris has put down on, on paper and, and recording and, and stuff. And um, uh, please encourage him lots to get his album done and, um, and out. <laughs> Um, so um, last week I had five questions, which um, uh, I think um, Joe's just going to stick up on the board. Um, I'm not quite in the way, am I? Um, so we just, I just read these out very quickly at the end last week, which I know didn't serve you guys as well as it could have done had we given it more time. So if you want to make a note of those, then please do. If you want in your home groups, um, uh, probably in January now, by the time you guys are back in home groups and stuff, um, if you want to look at these things and ask each other these kind of questions, I just think they're helpful just to provoke um, one another. Um, this this whole thing with Mary and Martha, it struck me, was not just about the physicality of where she was with him as much as it was about an internal thing of her soul. That she could have got up and made the lunch just the way Martha had, except there would have been something in her soul which was at rest and was at peace. And I think that's what Jesus was challenging with her. Um, so uh, um, that question five, who sets the pace of your soul? I just think that's a really helpful question that we need to be asking ourselves um, really, um, because it's subtle and so many other things come in and set the pace of our souls, don't they? Um, can you all see those? Okay. Um, right. So some stuff I've just been feeling prophetically through the week, and then I'm going to hand over to um, other key guys who are feeling stuff, whatever. Um, if, if you're not feeling safe at the moment, please um, be encouraged to feel very, very safe. Um, I like mornings that are like this, um, where we as a family come and are involved. If you're feeling good, speak to you. Come share it with Paul, um, uh, and uh, we'd love to feed that in. Um, we believe that God speaks to all of us, don't we? So we believe that we can all come to church with psalms, hymns, the Bible says, spiritual songs, revelations, words, um, prophecies, all this kind of stuff, and uh, it's absolutely vital to us. Um, so I've been feeling like there is an era change for us as a church um, and uh, it is different to seasons see the thing that occurred to me about seasons is seasons come and go yeah there are, there's a predictability about seasons and there is an annualness isn't there about literal seasons um, but I feel like God is leading us into a different era as a church um, for years we literally for years for probably the far, past five or six years there has been a growing understanding, growing revelation about the message of God's grace, about um, the whole Father heart message of us understanding the Father's love and affection for us and us being able to enjoy him. Um, I guess linked to that then is sort of the whole Trinitarian theology um, and us um, really just appreciating each person of the trinity for who they are and what they bring to us um there's been um real revelations around um uh, what chris vincent started off with the being versus doing stuff yeah and that's really what what cracked the lid on this whole this whole deal um uh recently the the, the sense of just how much the cross has accomplished just what has been achieved that that sense of the finished work of the cross and there's been this sense of lots of the, these 
um, thoughts coming to us, lots of being led by the Spirit into the deeper revelations of what it is to be in union with Jesus. Um, but I feel like we're, we're leading to a crescendo of that stuff. And I don't think that it's because we're going to not enjoy more of that. There isn't greater revelation to see. There absolutely is. There will be for the rest of our lives. But I feel like what we are coming to is a plateau. It's like a new level ground. It's like a new space. So um, there's a, a cultural shift to take place genuinely with the sense of doing. So moving from um, a culture of occupation to a culture of habitation. Did you hear that? I feel like we're shifting from a culture of what we do being important to genuinely where we live, who we live with, how we do life with God is the important thing. A culture from occupation to a culture of habitation. Um, I feel like there are new levels of freedom for us to experience. I know we've been doing this freedom series, but guys, I don't think we are anywhere near close to getting through on this subject yet. I think that there are mindset shifts that are going to take place. Um, There are cultural shifts, therefore, that have to take place. Um, This is not just about the way we live in terms of society, and I'm not suggesting for a minute that we all sell our houses, form a commune. I'm not going that way. Please don't be put off by the big beard that, you know, I'm not... (laughs) This is not about... I'm not taking it that way at all. But what I'm saying is there is a place of rest for us to live our lives from every single day. And this has to change the way we approach every aspect of our lives, our work, our relationships, what we spend our time doing, the state of your mind when you put your head down on the pillow at the end of the day. If you are consumed with 101 thoughts spinning around your head, you're not living from a place of rest. And Jesus absolutely died and brought you into himself so that you could experience rest. Feeling feisty. Um, um, I feel like there's a tipping point, therefore. Um, it It is like a door closing. Um, there has to be a shutting of, we're not doing it that way anymore. And this is, I know numbers of us all around the room have been looking into this stuff, have been experiencing this kind of thing for quite a while um, and asking God these kind of questions. But I feel like there is a jointness about this. Um, And that's not that I'm telling you what to do at all. But what I feel is the Spirit is leading us as a family into something and that we can help each other and we can serve each other in that. Um, So, um, and also this isn't just about this morning. Um, this is the last thing I want to say. This isn't just about this morning. This is actually about um, an era that I want to see established for us. And so it's going to take a number of weeks. I know for guys that are serving on children's work this morning um, who heard a, a, a rumor that I might be talking about these sorts of things, um, uh, you know, there's the sense of, oh, no, I'm out of the room. Um, this isn't about that. We're all in the room. Even if people are the other side of that wall at the moment, um, leading our children, we're all in the room. This is something that the Spirit wants to lead us as a church family into. Um, so uh, I think that's all I want to say for the minute. Um, 
Can I just pray for us? And then I want to just hand over to whoever wants to um, bring stuff prophetically. And, uh, and then we'll lead through. Maybe the band might come back up. Uh, let me just pray. Um, Holy Spirit, we just want to say um, good morning to you again. And uh, we love your presence here with us. We love the fact that you lead us into revelations of our identity. You, love, you, you lead us into um, who we are as sons and daughters of the King of Kings. And so, Holy Spirit, I want to pray right now that you would have free reign to lead us. We are so hungry to be led by you. And, um, Lord, we recognize this sense of coming to a plateau as a church. And, uh, Lord, we want to embrace this. We want to embrace all that you have for us. We know that you have got wisdom for us um, to tap into uh, as we head off into 2014. And um, so, Holy Spirit, would you just manifest yourself here with us in fresh ways? Pray for eyes to be opened to the reality of you being here. Because really, that's, that's what we're praying you're here, you're always here, but we want to see you, we want to be led by you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen.